what's up y'all and welcome to another episode of worldly church girl it's your girl your host lillian harshaw on today's show i have a marine veteran wife mother and a published author it gives me great honor to introduce to you latoya allen Being a Marine, being married to a Marine, being a mother of three, I would say you are more than qualified to do what you do right now. It seems like time goes by really fast, but uh, when I sit down and I sit down in retrospect, it's like, wow, 20 years have flown, 20 plus years, I should say, have uh, flown by. And it's been a lot of uh, adventure packed within this uh, 20 year journey after 20 plus year journey, I I should say. So I want to begin with uh, what made you decide to uh, join the service and why did you pick the Marines? Sure. Well, it was two options. It was either college, going to university or, you know, joining the military. And initially um, I was, you know, on the fence in terms of, of if it would be the Navy or the Air Force. But at like the ninth hour, I chose, it seemed like it was the ninth hour. I chose the Marine Corps. Um, For one, um, I had been in prayer and I had, you know, other people in the church that I was currently a part of, you know, asking them to pray with me that I could make it the right decision. But I knew in my heart of hearts that, uh, Going to school after school wasn't something that I wanted to do uh, immediately. Uh, I just foresaw that my outcome uh, going forward would not probably be the best. Uh, and prayerfully, I felt like I had an okay in my in my spirit, in my heart of hearts um, to join the military. So uh, pretty, pretty much my, my 11th grade year, I really made the decision that uh, being a competitive person, the Marine Corps was the best choice for me. And from my junior year up until my senior year, I pretty much uh, I joined. I pretty much signed a a contract to be in a what is called the Delay Entry Program. So I trained with the Marine Corps my junior year up until my senior year of high school, and shipped off right after graduation. And that was uh, pretty much that whole scenario how I um, joined the Marine Corps just being a competitive person and uh, wanting to one fund my uh, education in the future because I knew I wanted to go in the future but not right immediately after um, high school so I wanted to you know have a solid plan for uh, financing my my education and also I wanted to travel the world so I was able to do both of those things I okay. I'm really surprised that in high school you made that solid decision to join the service. That's amazing. And what do you mean by you're competitive? You had to stretch that out for me a little bit. I am very competitive. I am very competitive. Um, not so well. Not so much physically. Uh, now as I'm getting uh more seasoned, I'm still young, but I'm starting to feel. <laughs> all the 
the previous years uh, physically. Um, but <laughs> um, very competitive uh, uh, physically. Um, I did Olympic lifting for a, a number of years. Um, and what that's not being in the Olympics. Most people are like, wow, you were in Olympic? No, uh, Olympic lifting is like a, a technique or a style of weightlifting. So I did that for a number of years and enjoyed it. And I still enjoy it today. I just can't do it as much. Um, just being that I have uh, health challenges and um, just I always like to, you know, push myself, you know, physically, mentally, spiritually, you know, uh, even in games. Uh, I love trivia and things of that nature. So it's just a natural part of me. OK, so did you meet your husband in the service? I did. I did. We used to work together, actually. <laughs> my first uh, my first fleet duty station, uh, he worked downstairs. I worked upstairs. I got uh, stationed at, uh, well, we were in the air wing. Uh, uh, so uh, we worked on the flight line, but I was out on leave, but I knew, because my, um, my, military profession was administration. So uh, I was in charge of bodies, basically Marines, you know, going and coming, their whereabouts, you know, a lot of sorts of things as it has to do with, you know, Marines being present or wherever they need to be. So before I checked out on leave at a particular time, I was looking over my, what we called a, a inbound roster. So these are all the new bodies that are going to check in just, you know, gazing over it, seeing who's come in and, you know, who will be on deck when I got back off leave uh, from visiting my family. And uh, when I got back, in comes this new uh, Marine. And he's like, and I was like, oh, so you're such and such. And he was like, oh, people have been talking about me. I'm like, oh, gosh, here he go. <laughs> <laughs> and from there, you know, from there, it just... It was just a friendship, you know. I really wasn't interested, um, but we a friendship blossomed, and I began to tell him about my relationship simply with Jesus Christ, uh, and he hadn't really uh, heard it explained. I guess that's what he says. Um, the way that I just, you know, conveyed my love for in my relationship with Jesus Christ, he just had known him as the man upstairs, you know, mm -hmm. and being that. I'm, you know, female, uh, I just began to point him into the direction of godly men that could, you know, groom him and uh, encourage him in the faith. And it just blossomed from there, to make a long story short. Now, how long did you serve in the service? I did one enlistment. So about four years active. Um, so yeah, that, that was basically it. Okay. What about your husband? He is still active duty to this Wow, <laughs> get out of here. Yes. So when I say 20 plus years, yes. Oh, it's wow. So you still, still, I mean, in, in theory, you're yes. still in the military. military. Still connected. Absolutely. <laughs> wow. Well, yes. God bless you and him. Thank you. Thank you. So it only makes sense that you will write this spiritual self-help book with your background. So what is the title of your book and what's it about? Sure. So the title of my book is Gates, Borders, Towers, Walls, 
Establishing Your Dominion. And that's the title. And it's power packed. It's, it's power packed. It has a lot of meaning. Um, I kind of scratched the surface in this first book. I believe this book will be the first of a series of books. Um, and I plan to dig, uh, dig a little deeper uh, as the title, as it relates to the, the title of the book. But it's really just um, it's the meaning of the title and the book is basically, you know, keeping proper watch and guard over our eye gates, our ear gates, you know, our heart, you know, the things that we allow in to influence us, uh, the things that we allow in to influence, influence us. It determines, you know, how we respond uh, externally. So if we can't win the battle internally, we won't we won't uh, be able to produce sustained success ex externally. Uh, and it affects our relationships, our spiritual walk, you know, every area of life. Mm -hmm. um, so would you say that your book is more uh, dealing like with spiritual warfare? You can say that it's it's pretty much a, a just a self help tool. All the tools that are listed in this book they're paralleled and based on the Word of God. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of scriptures have been utilized just to you know pinpoint or make you know present. Other than you know having to really pick up all sixty six books and search and dig, it's, it's a few tools provided to help you along your journey. So what inspired you to write your book? Honestly, my journey, <laughs> you know, the journey that we're all on is life. You know, um, uh, it took me three years to pretty much finish this book. So it's, mm -hmm. it was a process in the, in the making for the past three years or so. And I'm, I'm still utilizing these tools, you know, cause you know, I believe that the message comes to the messenger first and foremost. So it was a series of tools that God was uh, giving to me, downloading into, into me, into my spirit to help me along my journey. Uh, I could say the past five years um, transitioning to this new decade of life, God is it feels like I've been in a spiritual cocoon, so to speak, like a butterfly being prepared to blossom. So uh, in that transition and in that process, I've dealt with uh, spiritual, physical, uh, emotional uh, transitions. Uh, and it has been a tug of war. Um, we use the term terminology a lot of times with children, uh, growing pains. Um and pretty much I, I have had some growing pains transitioning to this new season of my life. And God has given me these tools to be victorious, you know, so I don't waver. So I don't buckle under pressure so I can be expanded. And al along with using these tools for my own personal journey, God said, I want you to write these things down and share it with the world. So and that's what I did. I was encouraged to do it. And it's been a process and I still refer back to this book myself. Uh, give me an example of something in the book. Just case in point, um, the third chapter of the book is, is titled uh, a believer's arsenal mm -hmm. and uh, is based pretty much on second Corinthians chapter 10, verse four. 
And it says, we use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. So, I mean, a lot of things influence us, as I said before, uh, in life. You know, we hear voices from the past. We allow um, things that we've been through, challenges, you know, ins and outs, you know, failed marriages, failed relationships, you know, childhood trauma and abuse to determine how we live day to day. Well, we have to silence those voices. We have to sound those, those strongholds that the scripture talks about uh, in the Greek, it translates as echoes. So it's just like you, if you think of yourself, your temple, your body as being a, a kingdom or a castle, uh, we allow those echoes from the past, those echoes of our failures to continually you know, resound in the corridors of our spirits. And that should not be so. We have to cast down those strongholds or those echoes that uh, cause defeat, that cause us uh, to be stunted in our growth, that causes us to be hindered in uh, achieving and sustaining success on our journey. Uh, and the ultimate success is to be pleasing in God's uh, eyes. So, um, we just, we want to, you know, progress on our journey. So the third chapter of the book is the believer's arsenal. And for me personally, uh, I do not claim any titles, any spiritual titles. That's just my personal preference, nothing against it. It's, mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's biblically sound to have a title. I, it's just my personal preference to be called what my mother named me. <laughs> my, <laughs> my father named me. Um, I, I uh, personally like, you know, as the scripture refers to oftentimes, like Paul, the apostle or John, so-and-so like I, I prefer that, but um, from a, uh, a spiritual gifting standpoint, I tend to be more uh, prophetic by nature. Mm -hmm. I don't, uh, I don't pro pro proclaim to be a prophet or any of that. I just have a prophetic inclination about myself. So along my journey, one of the things that I talk about in chapter three is the maturity of the prophetic gift using, uh, and it doesn't have to be the prophetic gift. It's any gift, um, whether it's the gift of administrations, whatever gift that God has ble uh, blessed you with uh, or bestowed upon you. Those gifts, as we know um, from a, a spiritual or scriptural standpoint, are without repentance. So that means if we're busted, disgusted, immature, whatever it may be, those gifts are bestowed upon us and they won't be taken away. So how we use those gifts are, is very uh, pertinent in terms of how we um, we sustain success, how we interact with uh, the world or our sphere of influence. And for me personally, maturing in the prophetic gift, prophetic gifting, we could either use those gifts or the prophetic or any gift, administrate. We can use it to build each other up, build uh, the kingdom of God up to uh, extend a help, helping hand to others, or we can use those gifts to to kill to tear uh people down you know so we want to mature in our gifting uh that god has given us uh in case in point the example that i use in the in the book the uh point the example that i 
using the book is uh, the prophet Elisha. Uh, we see the, the progression of Elisha's life uh, from pretty much beginning to end, from the beginning being that he had this powerful, awesome gift bestowed upon him. And because some little kids were teasing him because and calling him bald-headed, he used his gift to call down, to call bears to eat these kids, eat these kids up and kill them just because they picked at him and called him bald. We can see that as a level of immaturity in utilizing that gift. And as the as he progressed in scripture, we saw God doing a work in his life and allowing him to, you know, allowing himself on his journey to uh, grow and develop to whereas he had a whole army out to kill him. But instead of using his gift to bring death and destruction upon a whole army, he just simply caused blindness to come upon them and led them out of the place of harm. So, I mean, just that whole dynamic of how we can, you know, be mature, even in the face of the enemy. Because, I mean, hey, to be honest, we can be petty when people are acting, you know, not so pleasant or, or kind. We can be petty and give them back what they're giving us. Or we can choose to be, you know, spirit led and say, God, you fight my battles and still show and extend love. You know, mm-hmm. um, so it's just a way of trans uh, or I should say it's a way of just maturing on, on our journey called life and allowing God to mold us and shape us in his image, taking on his mindset as opposed to having our own. Now, you do these um, many uh, videos on your Facebook page. Yes. Um, what inspired you to do that? To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, by, to be honest, uh, uh, I by by nature I'm an introvert, so I don't like really the limelight. I don't like, uh, you know, being in the forefront. But uh, I have just got it's the gifting that God has placed on me that He He wants me to utilize to you know teach teach His Word, inspire and encourage others, and sometimes it requires me to be on a platform before people either in times past in a pulpit or on a podium or now behind a camera. So um, I do them because it's what God has called me to do in the season, I believe, especially as, as it relates to getting this message out. And also uh, I'm challenged I'm challenged to grow and expand my borders. Um, it's not something that's comfortable for me. Um, <laughs> that's why I don't do it every day. Um, I don't go live often and those things, but um, I'm growing in that process. So that's just a part of uh, my challenge of being real, but that's why I do it just uh, to you know, expose the world to the gospel message and to encourage others. Well, sis, I agree with you on that. I'm the same way. I do not like being behind the camera, <laughs> but the Lord said, uh, you're dod it anyway. So right. it'd it be like that sometime. <laughs> yeah, right. Now, what would you say is your mission? My mission is to encourage others on their journey while I'm encouraging myself. You know, when I, I mean, and it's in, it's in every area of my life. If I find out 
the new latest and greatest that can help me do X, Y, and Z. I want to share it with others and encourage others that, hey, I did this. You can do it too, you know. So that's that's basically my my sole purpose in life. As an, I'm an encourager. I try to lift people up and not tear them down. Amen. Now, what's next for you? What's what's next for me is I as I said earlier, you know, this book I believe God is challenging me to write a to make it a series. So I have another the second book in this series um, that I'm working on now. So um, I can't say when it'll be done. Uh, hopefully, it won't be three years <laughs> like this one was. But um, I hope to have uh, the second book in this series uh, completed. It's currently in the in the making now. Um, just really, I'm in a season of my life. Uh, I'll be turning forty in a couple months, so I've just really been uh, preparing for this next uh, season of my life. And whatever it is that God desires for me to do, I want to be yielded totally and completely to that. What okay. He set before me. Oh, amen. So amen. more writing and things of that nature. Amen. Now, how can people contact you? Sure. Well, people can find me on uh, Instagram, uh, Latoya Allen, or at uh, Establish Your Dominion, or also on Facebook, Latoya Allen, um, the author, Gates at Gates Borders Towers Walls, or you can type in my name, Latoya Allen, and I'm right there. <laughs> All right. Well, it was definitely a pleasure having you on my show. And I have one last question for you. Are you sure. ready? Sure. I ask this of all my guests. So here you go. Okay. If you could have any song be your theme song, when you walked into a room, what would it be and why? Theme song? Mm-hmm. The, well, the first one that comes to mind, I never really thought about that, I don't think, but the first one that comes to mind is, uh, the first one that comes to mind is I'm coming up the rough side of the mountain, but, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Lord. laughs> that's an oldie, but, Jesus. oh, Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> it's like that sometimes, but, um, <laughs> okay, that's the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I don't think it's so rough, though. I think God gives gives us the power and ability to scale walls. Uh, well, what did it say? Leap over walls and scale mountains. So mm -hmm. the, the mountain might be rough, but God is with us, and he, he gives us the tools to navigate our journey. So it's all good. All right. Okay, <laughs> so why did that song pop in your head? Honestly, you know, every season in life is not the pinnacle or the top of the mountain. Sometimes it's the, the valleys. Sometimes it's the hills, you know, and I can tell you getting through this season, coming out of this uh, past season, it has been a challenge for me. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm coming up the rough side of the mountain right now, but uh, I'm doing my best to make it in. And that's my reality. Um, but I thank God that he never leaves me nor forsakes me. So it's all good. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I'm just trying to picture the audience when you play that song, when you walk out of the room, walk into the room, like, 
<laughs> I can't even imagine it. That was impromptu, and I just said what came to my mind. But you yeah, know, I'll go with it. Hey, it's always <laughs> something that pops to anybody's head, and that's your I song. Own it. That's your song. Own it. Yes, I own it. <laughs> well, thank you so much again. I, I feel very honored and privileged to have you on the show. We will definitely keep in touch. Sure. Nice meeting you. Thank you for having me. I count it a privilege and an honor. Thank you, Latoya, for being on my show. I really enjoyed speaking with you today, and I cannot wait to see all the great things God is going to do for you. And if you would like to be on Worldly Church Girl, click the link below, shoot me an email, and let's see what we can do with that thing. And oh yeah, guess what? Worldly Church Girl has went live. You can catch Worldly Church Girl on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And while you're listening, hit that subscription button so you will never miss another episode. And as always... Thanks for joining your one and only Worldly Church Girl.